Welcome, welcome, welcome to another killer collab here on Real People Real Content. That's stabbing. I'm not. That, that was a stab. <laughs> <laughs> that was stabbing. <laughs> we're being our natural selves. Welcome. We are doing today, we're doing 2009's Friday the 13th reboot. Ah, 2009. What a great year. I don't really remember it. My hair was a lot less gray, and there was more of it. I just don't look at the gray anymore. Yeah, it's. Uh, like, you know, I had a lot of great memories from 2009, except for Amber. Hi, Amber. She's probably watching it. She watches all my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Good, but, shout uh, out. Good shout out right there. You know, it's funny because when you when you said you wanted to do this movie, uh, when, you, when you hit me up a couple days ago, I, I watched this movie last weekend on my own. Well, it was Friday the 13th. Yeah, I, I, well, yeah. I, I had a marathon. With, was it? Uh, yeah, Friday the 13th. Last Friday was Friday the 13th. I thought it was Halloween. You know they, they end up on the same day? See, see what happened? You know? yeah, yeah, I don't think that's possible. It's really not. <laughs> it's <laughs> but, you know, the, I, was, I, I, was, I was pretty excited to do this. I mean, I remember I have some fond memories. I told him that I was going to talk about this, and he said no, but I'm going to talk about it anyway because <laughs> uh, I have some fond memories, if Very you know fond. what I mean. Uh, you, know, you know how we talked about segues last filming? Yeah, well, this is not a segue. this stabbing is definitely a segue of what I'm about to talk about. So... Back in my prepubescent days, last, uh, week. last month, yes, uh, I was 14 years old. I took a sick day, and I put on the old 1980 version where we saw Kevin Bacon, get, uh, Kevin Bacon making sweet, sweet love to some lovely young lady, and I had some fun with myself for the very first time to that movie because it was the only movie that I had that I had access to that had boobs in it. And you've never enjoyed yourself more than that day. No, it's all been downhill since then. Pretty much. You know, and honestly, this movie, probably not the only time we're going to talk about boobs. In fact, boobs. one of the producers of this movie, Michael Bay, <clears throat> sorry, I don't know where that he came from. He did some good stuff. What? I no. Um, I, yeah, I, no. I don't like his overly CGI. I mean, honestly, if he had been more in charge of this movie... Whoa, speaking of tatas, excuse me. <laughs> Guys, just, just in case you don't know, every time we do one of these podcasts, oh, oh, we actually put the movie on next to us so we can keep it for pacing. Those are fantastic. And right now we're on the beginning. Oh, wow. They're not quite stupendous like Juliana Gill, but oh, mama. Not stupendous yet. Those are those are just. But they're definitely not real. They're just pendants. They're definitely not real. No, those are not real, and every bit of it is wonderful. So anyway, Michael Bay is one of the producers of the remake of Friday the Thirteenth, <laughs> and he actually walked out. Oh man, those were really nice. Oh wow, uh, he actually walked out of the screening. Uh, of because well, he couldn't have his own way. Yeah, he couldn't have because way. there was too much sex in the movie. I personally don't think there was enough sex. There's no such uh, and there's no CGI. There's no CGI. Yeah, there. You know, actually, now that Some? you mention that, if I bust out my handy dandy oh, piece well, of paper, let's talk when we get there. Let's talk when we get there. Well, I mean, yeah, we are there. This was the first Friday the Thirteenth movie that had any CGI in it, and it was. 
you know, the machete, the killings. Some of the killings were done with CGI, especially the boat scene, which we will get to later because we don't want to talk about too much. But, yes. guys, if you haven't seen this movie, it's been 10 years, and I don't have to warn you about spoilers, but there are going to be a bunch of spoilers it, it's actually It's actually one of my favorites in this whole franchise. Yeah, you know, I remember seeing the first one, obviously. Uh, yeah. My now... Self-mutilation. My, yeah, yeah, <laughs> mutilation. My now-deceased step-grandmother, mm. uh, it was actually, I believe, her birthday yesterday or the day before um but she i was over my step grandparents house for a weekend and i had a gift card to walmart and i went and bought the toxicity cd the system of a down and i bought friday the 13th from 1980 and i have some various memories of the sequels uh most notably two and three but i mean i saw jason x i saw freddy versus jason but some of the middle ones i just didn't care to watch there was, uh, there was only one of them I didn't really like, and that was uh, Jason Goes to Hell. That was the one with the whole spirit thing. Yeah, I, and I, I, the I didn't magic s- knife with I a descendant. It was just awful, <laughs> awful. But that was lead up to Friday the Thir- Friday Thirteenth, Freddy versus Jason. So I enjoyed that. I, I, I thought it was entertaining. Co- the comic relief because I always liked Freddy Krueger. Robert England, you know, we'll have to do something uh, on that. But, you know, what I've noticed with a lot of these old 1980s horror movies, they introduce a lot of people. Yeah. Um, 1980, Kevin Bacon, uh, we got introduced to Johnny Depp in Friday the 13th. No, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. What? Nightmare on Elm Street with Johnny Depp. What'd I say? You said Friday the 13th. That's what I meant. That's That's what I said. That's what I meant. Nightmare on Elm Street. Sorry. But uh, getting back to this, I mean, honestly, there were a lot of things in this movie that I, I thought brought a realistic aspect to the Jason character. And, you know, we've all, we've always talked about this movie being, you know, a remake. But yeah. a, you know, a lot of people refer to it more as a sequel because there are aspects of the first movie right out of the gate. Yep, you know, from we the beginning, see, so we open up. So yeah, we, we up. see Jason's mother uh, dying. and We actually see Jason finding her body and showing some emotion from the yeah. Jason character. Which, you know, I kind of feel bad for the little guy. You I know, at that point, yeah. He was born I mean, He was technically and, innocent. He yeah. was innocent at that point. So. Yeah, and, and honestly, if I was him, I'd probably kill a bunch of people too. But, you yeah. know, we, we, we get the start of the movie. We meet some characters. They're out. Um, you know, they're camping. Uh, it skips ahead. It takes place in 1980 at the beginning where the yeah. mom dies. And then it takes place in 2009. Um, and, you know, we see everyone camping. They kind of split off the, uh, who's... Well, well, in the beginning, they're trying to establish... Well, they're actually hunting for marijuana. They, they have a GPS that's trying to track marijuana. Um, is, that, is it legal in... They do the pot? They, they smoke the dope. They inject it. They inject the marijuanas. Yeah. I injected two marijuana once, and I became a rabbi. Where did you inject it? Where do you inject anything? Toes? Sure. Okay. My, my third toe. <laughs> Third toe over, but uh, you know we got a, we got a pretty decent cast here. We got some beautiful ladies, and mm-hmm. we got the guy that was in that one show. That narrows it down. Thank you, appreciate it. <laughs> I don't. Uh, uh, Supernatural, Jared. Pedalek. No, I don't think that's the one. I don't think that's the one at all. <laughs> no, it is. Um, and as Whitney, who is his sister, we have uh, Amanda Rigetti, and as Jenna, who is I would say the main character yeah. in this movie. Um, you know, they focus mostly on her, but that is Danielle. Pennebaker. Pennebaker. Yeah, I think she's from Disney. I think she did a lot of Disney movies or something like that. Yeah? Yeah, sure. We'll go with it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we have Travis Van Winkle as Trent, who always plays a... Douche. Yeah, pretty much I think I can say that. You guys <laughs> accepted? I don't know. YouTube's kind of been, like, they can't let... I'm not allowed to say anything. 
I mean, seriously, I have to, have I have to, to tiptoe around YouTube more than I do my grandmother. Oh, it's Google, too. Google, too. They, oh. they... I don't think we can use that. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, we got a pretty good cast. Um, you know, this movie did did pretty, pretty freaking good yeah, in weekend. its opening weekend. It was actually, at that time, uh, the highest grossing opening weekend for a horror movie ever. And that says a lot. That says a lot. Yeah, it was around forty-two million dollars. Now I'm pretty sure that has been beaten at this point um, by it recently. Yeah. Yep. But uh, at that time, it was the highest grossing, which it's not not a great fact here. But um, no movie that's ever made anywhere near that much money has ever done that badly the following week. I mean, for doing almost forty-three million dollars its opening weekend, it, it finished at less than a hundred million dollars worldwide. Yeah. Well, that's. But it's like I said, it's not like you know they don't know who's the killer, who the plot is. So it's not like you can really put teasers or you can't tell like, oh, you know what's gonna happen. You can't even do that. So I don't know why people just didn't go continue to see the movie. You know, I mean, it could have been word of mouth. A lot, of, a lot of times we, you know, people see the movie, they say they don't like it. I mean, there were a lot of differences. Um, yeah. We had the eighth different actor playing Jason Voorhees. It was Derek Mears. Um, I thought he did a really good job. We saw something a little different. Um, you know, right at the beginning of the movie, we see when they find the marijuana plant that he's set traps. And yeah. as we progress through the movie, it, it, he's not just popping out of nowhere. He's not just mindlessly killing. He's got his area. He's got his territory. He's a skilled hunter. He moves a lot quicker. Uh, he can use a bow and arrow, which we'll talk about more. But they have him more as like a survivalist that if you come into my area, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. yeah, he's protecting and. his homeland. That's yep. basically what it is. And, like, you came onto his land, you're going to pay for it. Honestly. Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, well, if I had any idea that Jason was anywhere, I would go there. But the opening to this movie is, like, one of, like, the scariest that, that people have actually said. Because he's got brutal with, with fire oh, yeah. and bear traps and, like, just bones crunching. Like, it's gross. And yeah, it, yeah. They, it's very, amazing. very, very graphic. Uh, you Before know, they, even they, title card. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Before the, my movie even opens, it before it even opens, he's killed like five people. Six yeah, people. yeah. I mean, they he pu he puts the one girl into a sleeping bag and and hangs her above the fire. Yeah, who thinks of that? Jason. Yeah, that's grotesque, Jason. You want everyone to look like you. That's uh, he's pretty hideous. Have you seen him? Yeah, but I don't think it works like that. It's got the weird hair. Does he have hair? Ah, okay. By the way, all of it. Maybe, maybe he uses Nair. So, you know, we see the the one kid get trapped in a bear uh, bear trap. Uh, you know, he's stabbing through the floor. Well, oh yeah, that guy, Whitney. Oh, Whitney. I gotta make sure I'm not very good with names. I'll remember what I had for breakfast the first day of kindergarten. Don't remember names. Can't pronounce names. Sorry, but I mean they they're in the house. They're kind of searching, and we see the machete plum plumbing up through the floorboard. But you know another thing right at the beginning of the movie that I noticed, and yeah. I'm sure a lot of did, people did too, is he doesn't have that traditional hockey mask that everyone associates him with. Which if you look back at the original movies. He's obviously not in the first one, barely at all. I mean, as a Scream fan, we all know that Jason's mother, Mrs. Voorhees, did the killing in the original movie, and he pops up at the end. But in the second that's movie... That's a dream sequence. He, right, that, right. That's a dream sequence, yeah. But in the second movie, he's got a burlap sack, which yep. we see him wearing in this movie. And then in the third movie, 1981, 1982, respectively, he dons the hockey mask. And we see that, pro, uh, that happen in the movie. We see him go from the burlap sack to the hockey mask in a later scene that will set up a little bit of foreshadowing for the rest of the movie. Yeah, in the third one, uh, he gets it from the...
Now, he's in the video game, too. I don't know if you guys play the video game, but I'm usually on it every weekend. It's no, sorry. Friday the 13th, PS4, no, also on I Xbox actually like going on dates. Guys, I'm kidding. I, I have no problem with video games. But, I mean, if it's not, you know, GoldenEye from N64. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. De definitely have that. Or Star Fox. Yeah, I don't, I don't like yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, but this movie... If you guys watch, the opening sequence of this movie is 25 minutes long, and we don't get the title, the Friday the 13th, across the, 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 the screen until 25 minutes into the movie. And that is actually the longest any horror movie goes without seeing title card. So, in the original movie, there was the character Alice. Yes. And she's obviously one that survives everything, kills Jason's mother, and the actress was named Adrian King, and... Uh, the director is Marcus Nispel. Not sure what else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's um, there's a couple, uh, you know, a few writers on it as well. And they originally had her coming back just for a cameo. And what I was saying to you earlier, and I, and I really wanted to bring this up as well, was I thought it would have been amazing to have the actress who played Alice, who kills Jason's mother at the end of the original movie, yeah. to come back in a cameo as Jason's mother getting beheaded at the beginning of this movie. I thought that would yeah. have been really, really She, she cool. would have been the appropriate age. Right, but they ended up uh, at last minute deciding they didn't want any characters from other movies. They were actually, there was, I, I, I do not recall the name of the character, but there's one character who was in three movies who ends up becoming Jason's nemesis. He's constantly trying to kill him in a few movies. They were gonna bring him back and bring him into the story uh, you know, meeting up with the kids to help kill Jason, and it just didn't pan out. Tommy Jarvis! He was in the video game. Was great. Uh, there's a video game? We had talked about this, didn't we? No, we did. <laughs> I have really bad memory loss. Uh, we kind of meet all the main characters. We've got Chewie, the comedic relief. Lawrence, the other comedic relief who likes to pleasure himself in the middle of cabins, which we'll talk about in depth later. We have Nolan and Chelsea. We have Bree stupendous brief. So, uh, then we have, obviously, Travis Van Winkle, who plays Trent, and we have the beautiful Amanda Reggetti playing... Oh, no, that's Whitney. Sorry, we have Daniela... Danielle Pan... Hannah Baker playing Jenna. Yep. So, we have all these characters. They're in the SUV. They're heading into, t uh, into the campsite. Apparently, his dad... Has a big, big beautiful cabin, but has never heard of Jason or the killings or anything yeah, that's like really that. Weird. But you know, they stop at a gas station and we see the supernatural guy, Jared Padalecki. Yeah, Padalecki, who is the brother of the missing Whitney. Yes, Whitney missing. She's obviously dead. God, right? I mean, the, the, the shetty was coming down right at her head. How could she possibly have survived that? Spoilers. She survives that. So uh, we see him talking to the sheriff, who is played by Richard Burgey, and he actually wasn't hired on to this movie until 12 hours before he was supposed to film his scene. Was he a real cop or something? No, he was just a random no, guy? I don't think so. Okay. He was just an actor. But they didn't have him cast, and it wasn't until 12 hours before he was due up to start filming before they cast him. So they kind of shed a little light on what's been going on. You know, people go missing here, and... Yeah. We catch up with Trent and Jenna at the, you know, the mini mart, and the brother walks in. We see the kind of person that Trent is. He's trying to inquire about his sister, um, and you know, Trent's coming up like, "Hey, you gonna go?" You know, it's, yeah, he's being a real, real, yeah, douche. Pretty much, he's yeah. a douche character. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I still love the douche. Um, so you know, they get to the cabin. 
We see it's gorgeous, beautiful cabin, and right off the bat, Douche Trent is obsessed with everyone touching stuff. Hey, don't do this. Hey, don't do that. Don't play with this. Don't play with that. We see they have no cell reception. Yeah, pretty much the one who, look at my stuff, look what I have, everyone loves me, but he's really just not the person anyone wants to really be around on purpose. Yeah, and we see the character Lawrence talking about uh, about his music, and the character Chelsea's, you know, assuming it's rap, and him, <laughs> him getting extremely offended just to find out that it is rap. Yeah, just because he's, he's, like, what, African-American? He has, he has to automatically do he's rap. A, yeah, God. I mean, you know, sure, that happened to be the case. But, I mean, um, you know, we get in, we see that they have all kinds of marijuana paraphernalia. I, I, is that what that was? I don't know. I've never seen it before in my <laughs> life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we see this gorgeous property, and then we see the brother yet again looking for his sister. Uh, He's going house to house. He's going house to house, and eventually he shows up at their house, coincidentally. Mm -hmm. And And before that, he actually shows up, I think he stops at an old woman's house. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the old woman's very standoffish. She's like, a lot of people go missing around here. Just stay out of his territory. He doesn't want to be bothered, and neither do we. So we kind of get some hints as to, like, okay, What's going on? What's going on? Something's not adding up here. Like, they know something. Right. They know something, but they're not really saying specifics. They're basically saying, she's like, oh, people go missing around here all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, They shouldn't have bothered him. And they just kept doing that him. And he's there just trying to find out what and who. Well, in their defense, it's like... It's like catching mice with, with traps, man. I mean, you set out marijuana and they will come. Grow marijuana and they will come. They will. And it's like field of, it's a real field of dreams. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we see Clay going house to house. Um, we see him stop at a mechanic and there's a guy there trying to sell him weed. And honestly, I really enjoy this movie. But. This scene in particular, there's a couple others. I, I thought the dialogue was really bad. I mean, but he was, I mean, he's supposed to be a hillbilly. He's not supposed to be known for, like, talking. Yeah, it's just this, the, it was just awkward. And and overall, I really like this film. I don't, I don't want you guys to think that I'm, like, too critical. It was just. I believe he doesn't, he wasn't a necessary character. But, like, yeah. I, I didn't really care if he died. No, no, I, I didn't really care about him at all. And yeah. it was just, you know, but we don't see him die there. We see him die a little bit later. But, yeah, his dialogue was just kind of off. So we see that uh, Clay shows up at Trent's dad's house. And, you know, Jenna's like, oh, no, no, he'll be fine. Come on in. Do you want something to eat? you want something to drink? And, and that was another thing. It was kind of like, what, on what planet do you think that your boyfriend's going to be okay with? Yeah, it's, I think it's just, they just threw that in to, like, expand the story. Yeah. It looked like they needed, like, some type of other confrontation. Yeah, like interaction. Yeah, just something. To see it. And it, we kind of see... Enforced. Very you know, forced. Yeah, yeah. And, and she ends up... Uh, Jenna ends up going off with Clay to try to help him put out some flyers for yeah. his sister. And then we kind of see that uh, interaction between uh, Trent and um, Juliana's character. Uh, Bree. Bree. Yeah, okay. So we see, we kind of see the interaction between them. Uh, and maybe something's going on. Something stupendous, perhaps, is going on. Did something really stupendous happen? I, I, I don't remember, but I'm sure when the screen pups up, we will see some, you stupendous? know, a pair, a pair of stupendous things. 
in the future. No oh. idea. <laughs> oh, I'm not smiling because I know what's stupendous. I'm just smiling because I've had part of my brain damaged and had a lot of concussions. 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 So, <laughs> uh, so Trent ends up letting uh, Nolan and Chelsea. Willa Ford's character. Yep. Oh, Willa Ford. Oh, yeah. There are I some. Listen, I am all about acting performances, and I mean no disrespect by talking about the beauty of Willa Ford or any of the other characters or stupendous beauty. Can, we can edit that out, right? We can edit that out. Sure. Cool. <laughs> so, something awkward was not just said, and we didn't definitely cut that out. I mean, honestly, Trent, the guy who plays Trent, Van Winkle, huh. I mean, I'm, listen, I like girls, but oh, hey, hey, he may be a douche, but God, he can douche me anytime. And we're back from the cut that erased all the embarrassing stuff that I said, right? <laughs> this is where we get to the part where we see Jason find the mask. We see some really inappropriate stuff from the stoner hillbilly and a mannequin. Yeah, like he's had like a long-term relationship with that mannequin. But where's he put it? I mean, unless you really a, want to ask that unless a termite comes and like has perfect placement for him to. I mean, he probably, made, he probably made the hole himself. Probably, probably not a very big hole. Look at the guy, yeah. tiny shoes. Yeah. So we see Jason kill him. We see a wood chipper, and I don't know about you, but when I saw the wood chipper, I said. That's foreshadowing. Someone is finally just going to not choke or burn or stab or shoot. The, they're going to chop him into little itty bitty teeny weeny tiny whiny not going to come back pieces. He's going to chop him up. And unless this thing is T-1000 from Terminator 2 and he back into Jason, done. Yeah, I was going to happen. That's what I thought. There's no way they're just going to choke them out when they have a huge wood chipper there, right? Yeah. They want a sequel. I'll talk about a sequel in just a little bit. But as the movie progresses from here, we see, oh, God, Willa Ford. Oh, Willa freaking Ford topless wakeboarding. Oh. Now... Did she always know how to wakeboard? Great question. Because she looked like she was doing pretty good. She did not. Okay. She actually had 10 days to learn how to wakeboard. I don't know about you, but it would have taken me at least 20 to learn how to wakeboard topless. But she did it like a pro. And we get, again, some of minutes. the CGI. 20 minutes. Probably maybe an afternoon to learn how to wakeboard. Sure. But we get some CGI action here. We get... The arrow right through Nolan's head, and oh, yeah. they were initially gonna do the boat and the head to Chelsea. Uh, yep, to Chelsea. <laughs> uh, they were actually gonna do that with a stunt person, but they thought, no, nah, it's gonna be way too dangerous, so they ended up doing multiple pieces in CGI. We see Jason on the bank with the bow and arrow. He was using his skills from being a kid in yep. the archery range, pretty good. Yep, exactly. And the original script had Chelsea seeing him on the shore as she did in the movie and growing tired and eventually drowning. And I, I'm really glad they went with what they did. Oh, yeah. This for is more of a flash effect. For it's two different reasons, the left and the right. But she ends up swimming under the dock, and we see Jason's up top walk, up top walking. and Play a little cat and mouse. Yeah, and you know, little Tom and Jerry. 
and she's just like, huh, and then pff, right through her head, her eyes go crooked, <laughs> and it goes lifts up, up boobs down, down, and he tries to get his knife back. And boom, <laughs> boom, and oh, I keep kicking this. So <laughs> both those two characters are dead, and we see Clay and Jenna have found Crystal Lake. Camp Crystal Lake. Camp Crystal Lake. So they Good start old. exploring Crystal Lake. They are going into some of the cabins. It's a pretty creepy scene. I mean, can you imagine yeah, it it's pitch black and you walk around and see... Ah! So we see Jenna and Clay, and they're still, you know, exploring. They hear something. They hide under the canoes, and we see Jason enter with... Bodies. What we can only assume is Nolan and Chelsea, his most recent victims. And we get a pretty heart-pounding scene where he's throwing over the, the canoes, and right as he gets to the one they're under, oh, yeah. they're not there, they're over here. And we get a shot of his tunnel system, which, you know, again, we talked about that earlier in previous movies. Jason's just popping up out of nowhere. Whoop, I'm behind you. Whoop, I'm behind you. And in this movie... Not only is he faster, not only do they give him kind of that survivalist mentality where he's taken skills that he's learned and amassed over the years and uses them, but they also give him this tunnel system. And again, that was written into the original script, but two of the other people did not read that written in the script until after they had already finished filming, yeah. but they had come up with the same tunnel idea themselves and put that into the movie. So oh. he's been in this area for over 20 years. He knows the woods. He knows the tunnel system. And he's able to get the jump on all these Well, I people. like how we first see it, because actually Clay and Jenna actually stumble across one of the trip wires, and the yeah. bell rings... And the, do you see where the bell is? It's underneath Sorry. the tunnels. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And we see that his sister is still alive. She's down there. She's obviously traumatized. You know, there's going to be a lot of PTSD going on there. She's been down in this tunnel for six weeks. Um, and one of the things that we see in the tunnels, and it's very subtle. I know you didn't know about this, but in the second movie from 1981, there is a character, Mark. Mark, yeah. And he is a paraplegic, and we see a wheelchair in the tunnel, and he's a character that did die, so we can assume that was purposely put in as an Easter egg. And again, nice throwback. this is considered to be a remake by most, but a lot of things point to a sequel. And actually, I'm going to bust out my notes here. Uh, Victor Miller was the original screenwriter of the original movie in 1980. And he took the producers and the studio to court because they were only paying him as if this was a sequel. And that is a far lower amount of money than it would be if it was a remake. It's just a credit. And he ended up losing in court because you see a lot of stuff that indicates sequel. We see the original head chopping. We see bits and pieces from the other movies that are included in this. If there's some stuff that you know about this, put it down in the comment section. We're ahead on here so we don't lose time on the video and it's the stupendous scene, which we're gonna talk a lot about. Uh, so buckle up, buttercup, stupendity is coming. So he, had, he took the studio to court and he ended up losing. And they ended up... <laughs> <laughs> that's so nice. Like that's how they have to be the perfect set of breasts. Yeah. Like they are the best boobs I've ever uh, seen okay, in any movie. What about court? 
I don't know, man. They tell you lost in court or some shit. But uh, then they, they called it a reboot. Yeah. So he lost in court, but just to stick it to him, all the advertisements were that it was going to be a remake reboot. But in the end, it, it's more of a sequel than anything. So, I mean, technically, I think by timeline, you can use it as a, make it as a sequel. Yep. But from the original kind of, because even if they throw in that wheelchair from Mark and if they throw well, in it some depends of what you're eggs. looking at. The timeline is there are some movies that are not going to be included in oh, this yeah. timeline. Yeah, you know, you're going to take out Jason X, thankfully, and Jason you know, goes to hell. You yeah, take there's out, a lot of stuff that ends out. up getting taken out. So, oh, man, <laughs> just so lost right now. <laughs> I, I, they're so perfect. I, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. If, if you're if you just put this scene on that we're talking about and try to pay attention to us, you're going to have the same problem. I'm not even try, I'm trying to look over there right now. <laughs> you want to look at me? So in addition, in addition to the wheelchair, we also see the sweatshirt that is worn by Mrs. Voorhees in the original movie. Now I'm going to have to look that up because I, I am actually curious where the place yeah, is. Yeah, I, I, I read that. I, I read it when I was doing some research on this, but I haven't myself yeah. seen it. So, once they see the bodies, we see Clay and Jenna running back towards the house, and we see that Jason confronts Whitney, and we see a necklace hanging around her neck, which you know a little bit about. Well, the necklace is actually from the beginning of the movie. Um, He actually didn't show it when she was running or being chased by Jason, but she actually puts it on from inside the cabin before she hops in the tub, and there's that scene with the machete through the floor, and that's ultimately one of the things that actually pretty much kept her alive. Yeah, see, when I saw this movie, I, I didn't notice that. Um, I, I thought that Jason just saw her and saw his mother and kept her alive, but that makes a lot of sense, you know, the necklace being there and, you know, him associating. So he's kept her alive, but she's traumatized, man. She, oh, yeah. Oh, she's yeah. seen she's a lot just... of stuff. So she finds this GPS locator, she pops it open, and there's little pieces in it, little pins, and she ends up getting her handcuffs free and she escapes. She makes a run for it. Yep, so she ends up heading back towards the house, and when we get a shot back of the house... That's the stupendency. Yeah, we're coming up on the stupendency, which I can't wait to talk about. So we get back to the house, and Juliana Gill is dancing seductively, and Chewie has his little shot glass with a fire. He burns his lips on, he breaks the chair. Trent flips out. Chewie says, hey... I can fix this, man. I can fix it. I can go down. I can go to the sh- the woodshed. And they go to the woodshed, and he goes to fix it. And we get a hilarious scene where he fi- he finds the hockey stick, and he's playing with the hockey stick. He breaks a light, and all of a sudden, Jason's there. And he turns around, and Jason's got the hockey mask on, mm-hmm. and he's got the hockey stick. And he goes, hey, man, is this yours? <laughs> oh, God, you are you looking for this? Because it uh, it completes your outfit. That confrontation, that whole scene was both funny and extremely gruesome because obviously we see Chewie get a screwdriver. Now, I think it was a Phillips head. He thinks it was a flathead. I mean, tomato, tomato. It's a screwdriver. It went through the neck. It didn't affect the kill any differently. So. He did. And then he gets strung up. So we go back into the house. And what do we find, Tony? Oh, we find Whitney going to the house and is that what we're talking about? Nope. What are we talking about? Right before that, don't prematurely get to what we're talking about. Speaking of prematurely, we see the wonderful sex scene between Van Winkle and Juliana Gill, who has the nicest pair 
of stupendous of lungs for screaming as I have ever. Was she yelling? I couldn't really Oh, God, she was doing something, and it wasn't yelling. She may not have the biggest tushy, but, you know, she's got some of the best boobs I have ever seen. They're really nice. In my entire life. Perfect nipple places. I'm I'm totally fine with fake boobs, but the natural droop, it reminds me of my ex-girlfriend, oh, I, you know, I probably shouldn't say that, although she still does not talk to me, I'm so gonna I keep really that doubt Just, she's going to see this. I'm, I'm going to keep that in still. Keep it in. But Lacey. <laughs> Apparently he didn't keep it in. Uh, that's not her name. She she had boobs very similar to that, that natch, nice, real, natural, perfect droop. And Juliana was... And I noticed when he's talking about far boobs, better his vocabulary goes down, and it just goes over yeah. short words. Uh, I, I'm practically <laughs> a, a caveman. Like I have evolved backwards, for those of you who believe in evolution and the ones that don't go back to school. Uh, um, so Science class. We see, we see probably the best sex scene with the best boobs. In, okay, maybe not the best sex scene. Monster yeah. Ball was pretty good, but True. we see a great sex scene with some fantastic boobs. And we see that Whitney has made it to the house. She didn't know where the house was. She escaped. Almost reached the window. I mean, she was like, this it close. was very, I know this what close. you did last summer-esque, where she's right there and she could practically grab them, but Jason gets her. Now she doesn't die. Like, Well, it actually reminds me of the, the scream with Drew Barrymore. She was mm-hmm. like right by her yep, parents. Yep. Like, ah. and then no. But in both those scenarios, they die. In this case, she does not. But Jason drags her back to his lair, hooks her up again. We get back into the house and, you know, uh, um, Clay and uh, Clay and Jenna are back. Jenna's banging on the door. They're having sex behind the door. They think that she's mad because they're, they're hooking up. Sex. She doesn't care at all about that. She's got the hots for the dude from Supernatural. Ho oh, ho, mama. Who, who doesn't? Ho oh, oh, ho, baby. If I was a girl, I'd ride that pig like a twenty-five cent ride outside of a grocery store. We can edit that out too, right? You nope, keep it in. <laughs> oh, please don't. I'm just saying. Yeah, whatever. So, it's 2019. You gotta be accepting of this stuff. Oh, I accept it. Please, you accept. Except for what? Speaking of accepted, Trent was also an accepted. He was a douche here. He's a douche here. He punches Clay in the face because he doesn't want him in his house. The lights get cut. Now they're starting to freak out. What's going on? We need to call the cops. Oh, my God. And he's just trying to kick him out of the house. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, get, get out, out of the house. He's just, you know... So Lawrence goes because Chewy is in trouble. He's got to go help Chewy. He runs down to the shed, quickly finds that Chewy's dead. I'm a poet. I don't know it. I rhyme everything because that's what I do. He comes hauling butt back. No, 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 no. I don't want to die. I'm the black guy. I always die in these movies. And whoosh, bam, axe in the back. You know, you think you know somebody. You see this poor little kid who has had a rough life, his mom got her head cut off, he's hideous, he's just trying to make friends, and then he stabs everyone in the back and just throws a curveball. I thought Jason was going to be a nice guy. Yeah, that's, there's your judge of character there. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I am doing a YouTube show with... That's the only good judgment he's ever had. No. He's terrible at softball, too. So, back Lies. to the movie. <laughs> they try to call the police. The sheriff... That we see earlier, the one that only had 12 hours to learn his lines. The sheriff comes back to the house. He's banging on the door. And, of course, what happens? Jason comes down and just poke right through the eye, through the door. Actually almost hits uh, the, the Jenna character through yeah. the door. 
He just has no respect for people's personal space. I don't see why. Why yeah. not? I mean, they're on his land, technically. He lives well, there. I mean, that house wouldn't be on the land because he would have killed them a long time ago. But the parents, they were, they were in the teenagers. It was a parent's house. So, sure. So, we see the cops dead. We see Trent finds a gun. And, you know, they're all alone in the dark. And they're trying to figure out a game plan. Well, I think they think the gun is gonna actually gonna do something against Jason, which they assume he's like, "Give me the gun! You can't use the gun!" And then he just starts firing off shots at the girl who dies, the girl, the girl Juliana. What if the gun they had was this gun? I mean, come on, that Damn. that gun, that gun. I mean, he got Jason's arm over there, his head over there, and again, unless he's made a liquid metal. I mean, yeah. movie done, I mean, done, just once, kill him. So, you know, we see a couple a couple deaths back to back here. I, mean, I know we already talked about the cops, but it's actually Bree's death comes first. Um, we see there's an open window. She's in the bathroom. She yanks the the uh, shower curtain open. Oh, he's not there. But bam, he's right behind her. He ends up grabbing her, so picking her up, and <laughs> basically hooking her back. It looked like there were, it was antlers, antlers. Like but antlers. like a shower hook antlers. Yeah. So like when you hang a robe. Yeah, or yeah. And she's dead. He kills the cop, as we said, right through the eye. And Trent's got the gun. He kind of starts going shoot crazy, crazy. <laughs> shooting everything, anything that makes a sound. And he ends up shooting into the door and shooting Bree, who if she wasn't dead, she's definitely dead now. They kind of push the door open, see she's dead. Oh, he killed Bree. Let's go. So they, they run down to the car. The police car. He runs they out run down car. to the police car. Uh, Clay's keys are missing. Trent is still being a douche. Like, hey, come on, Jenna, leave him. And again, with a little bit of comedy, but a great scene, we see Bree's... Wonderful, stupendous body. Throw it out the window. Um. That's great. That's like, it's hilarious. That's, like, yeah, the new Scream Queen. Yeah. He's <laughs> a, he, Jamie Lee Curtis, move out of the way. <laughs> Jennifer so, Love Hewitt, take a hike. We got. So he tries to get all the radio, try to. Yeah, try. Yep. And tries to get on the radio, try to get, you know, cops. And it's been disconnected. Yeah. Tore it apart. So we see the split here. Uh, we see Jenna and, and uh, Clay run off this way, and we see Trent go off on his own in this direction. Uh, he trips, falls, loses the gun. In the water, looking for He's it. He's looking for it, can't find he it. He runs up to the road, almost gets run over. And the person in the truck isn't talking. He's not reacting. We just see an arm out the window. Excuse me. An arm out the window. Saying move up, I honestly, I, I, I'm not saying that I necessarily thought that it was Jason, but but you can't put a red herring in a movie like this. But I feel like that scene was done to make people go, is that Jason? Like the mannerisms, yeah. you know, in a in a situation like that, people are usually gonna burst out of the car yelling. That was purposely done to make you look this way. I and mean, then he's this way. I mean, I guess that they're new. Like, seeing in 2009 compared to when we watched in the 80s and 90s, you know, I have people looking at 2009, looking at it like they don't know. Because a lot of people don't know Jason. Or yeah, but I mean, with the way they have Jason in this movie, 
it's really not out of the realm of possibility for him to be driving at this point. I mean, he's learned how to do quite a bit of things on his own. So, oh, yeah. but either way, it was a distraction. You're, you know, you're looking this way, and then sleight of hand, he's over here, and we get probably. Uh, Probably the most gruesome death. What do you think? I, I don't know about the gr most gruesome. What would be more? I'm trying to think if there's anything in this that would. Oh, I mean, that, that bear trap was pretty brutal. Yeah, the bear yeah. trap was pretty bad, but I don't know. So Trent finally gets what what's coming to him. <laughs> and then he just he, pulls yeah, he's it. yanking him up off his ground with it. And then he just goes, eh, screw you, and impales him on the, on the back, back of, the, of, of the, a tow truck. I mean, you know, it's like a reverse hood ornament. Yeah, it's awesome. a Trent hood ornament. And Only nine ninety nine. He got what he deserved. He did, yeah. <laughs> that I don't think there's really anything that could have been done worse. That you know that uh, maybe. It could have been hard. He was a really big dick. He was. Yeah. He was. So the old man drives off, leaving a witness, which you didn't like. Uh, yeah, it's just weird how Jason left the witness. Like he saw him. Like I think he probably figured that that guy is gonna be dead, in like like in the next 30 years. I mean, he was an auction. He did like They're not going to believe with... him. Yeah. They're going to they're going to think that he fell out and just fell like that. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, so we kind of get towards the end of the movie now. Now everything's starting to wrap up. They get down into Jason's tunnel lairs, tunnel system. They find his sister. So now the main character, the Second main character, uh, Clay, and the sister, they're all together, so they're rushing because they know he's coming. They yeah. know he's coming. They get they get her unhooked. They end up titanicking, you know, <laughs> to break the, the, the chain. The chains, yep. yeah. Uh, I didn't believe it in Titanic. I don't believe it in this. Titanic? Where'd you get that phrase? Like, titanicking with this? Yeah, but the, the handcuffs. The axe. I trust you, Rose. Oh, I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, sorry. I... Another pair of boobs. That, I mean, uh... Yeah, that was a good movie. Anyway, <laughs> come on. It's still like the third best grossing movie of all time. And I haven't watched the whole thing yet. <laughs> no, it's a work day tomorrow. <laughs> so so we see them. They're down in his tunnel system. They're running. and Well, they go through a lot of dead ends, too. They, they open up doors. There's like bodies everywhere. Yep, bodies here. There's a dead end here. We have to go up here. So Whitney and Clay get through. They're pulling Jenna up, and the unthinkable happens. The main character, which I mean, I would call her the main character. Well, yeah. yeah. The movie is focused primarily around her. I mean, Clay is a huge character, but the pretty much most of the the focus has been on Jenna. Yeah, she's been in a lot of scenes. And they killed her. And I thought that was honestly, I mean, I thought it was great. I mean, yes, yes, I do see why that she had to go. Like I said, you can't have more than. Two survivors, yeah, or anything it, like that. It, like, if you walk out with three, like, is is it really like? Well, and I think it threw everybody a curveball too. I mean, you know, somebody's gonna die there, but yeah, some, more people have to die. happen. But that's actually not how it was originally it, uh, originally intended to go. The original um, the original ending in the script was she escapes right there with them, and they end up in like a, an old abandoned bus. Yep, and she makes a joke. That, you know, maybe their second date will be a little bit more romantic. And she ends up getting killed with a fire extinguisher. That sounds cool. Uh, don't know how. But uh, they uh, basically the budget ran out. So they didn't have any money left to finish that part. So they end up going the, the direction they did. I like the part that they left in, especially with the school bus and everything mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, I actually like the scene where um, Clay gets beat up a lot. And you, you automatically assume that he's 
dead. Yeah. It, like, he's gone. Like, he's, mm-hmm. and she's, like, there. Whitney's survival mode once again because she thinks everyone's dead. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the, was a great uh, I, place. I, I don't necessarily think that the, the, like, the fire extinguisher stuff would have been better. I would have liked to see some type of interaction where they say something like, you know, our next date would be, you know, just something I think to kind of... I think that's kind of a... But I think, like, I, what I like about that is that you're really showing emotion with this character and watching Jason tear her from his hands. He, he's, he's gone through so much to get yeah. his sister back, and, you know, that, that happy moment is there, and then there's this potential other happiness there between them and just to rip it out of your hands. But I don't think the I establishment like of, wasn't established enough. They met that afternoon. And, and I think, but I think it would have been nice to give them something, because you could tell the whole premise of this was they obviously like each other, and, yeah. and it's in a high-stress situation, so, you know, that's not going to be the focus, but, you know, I think, I think it would have really... Not, not made the moment more. I think it would have brought a little bit something else to the moment. I don't. I think it could have easily been overdone, but I wouldn't have minded seeing that. I think it would have been pretty cool. So, we get the the pretty much. I don't the, think it's needed. We get the climax needed. No, but I think it would have improved it. But the we get the climax scene where they're pretty much back. They've been running, back to the barn, and they're back to the barn where, of course, they're gonna throw him into the wood chipper, right? I mean, it's a wood chipper. You're gonna do it. They don't. They try to. They, they don't. To. I. They don't do it. I can't say the f word anymore, even if we bleep it out, because YouTube's a. Hole. Now, please like. All those times the likes were on his face. Just like every time. Okay. Cool. Anyway. I made sure that I covered my mouth so they couldn't even lip read what I said. Well, but no, I cover your face anyway whenever you curse. Cover this? Don't want to do that. I'm like a nickel pop. No, something pop. Anyway. <laughs> so Clay pretty much gets his ass whipped. Can I say, oh, yeah. can I say ass? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Clay pretty much gets his ass whipped. I mean, really bad. To the point where we think he's dead. And in comes his sister playing mama. Yep. Jason. It's okay, Jason, Jason, and he's... Not with the sweater, with the necklace. With the necklace. He's... Mama? Mama, I love you. And then... Clay hits him with the... Bam, and we get the the chain chain. wrapped around the neck. And... Throws it in the He's been betrayed. Yet again, Jason is the innocent person in this movie. Jason could easily have been the good guy in this situation if filmed from a different perspective. He was born challenged. He was born hideous. But on the inside, he just wanted to be loved. And the one person that loved him, the one person that cared about him, the one person that didn't let him drown was his mother. And you know what they did to his mother? I'll tell you what they did to his mother. They chopped her head off. And he had to sit there with his mother's head and body. Mama! Mama! It's like Bambi all over again. And then these people, he just wants to be left alone. He's on his property. He's by himself. He's not hurting anyone. He's smoking a little ganja. He's planting a little herb. But these high-smoking teenagers, they just come up and bother him. So he's got to put the gunga into the blah. So... I am of the opinion that Jason is the good guy. 
Now we've heard from the mama's boy perspective. Now, she died 10 years ago on the 18th. His mom died when? <laughs> so we get this great scene, and do you know what we don't get? Do you know what we don't get, Tony? I'll tell you what we don't get. Wood chipper! I mean, it technically, the wood chipper happens. Ah, it chokes him out because, oh, yeah, Jason's gonna die from getting choked out. Like right <gasps> here! <He's not> <laughs> Uh, sorry for the delay. Uh, <clears throat> Tony was not feeling good, so I'm, I'm gonna finish up. <laughs> hey, you're back. Yeah. Hey. Little, I can't really talk right now, but. Hey, Slugger. Hey. Come on up. I, I was just talking about how we kind of reached the end of the movie. They do not wood chipper him. The wood chipper <sighs> chokes him out with the chain. They do a little okay. this, a little bit of that, and somehow they think that that's <sighs> enough to uh, to to kill him. And all right, cool. What is this? Yeah, well, they think that it's a good idea to just dump them in the water, a la... Uh, that always works. I knew what you did last summer. That always works. Yeah, that I always mean, works. It's, you, know, you got this huge wood chipper, so we can chop them in a million pieces, or we can just dump them over the edge. And that was a great idea, because what happens? <laughs> movie over. So, yeah. all in all, I really like this movie. I thought it was a great sequel, reboot, whatever you want to call it. I thought it was really good. Uh... I'm not an expert on the Friday the 13th series. I'm not an expert on those movies. Uh, I've seen the first one, the second one, the third one a little bit. Beyond that, not much. I would say with the exception of maybe the original, this is probably one of my favorites. This and and Freddy vs. Jason I really liked. Yeah. See, I, I like the brutalness in this movie. I like how you know gory it is. I yep. like like the the I like the soundtrack to it. Like a lot of elements they added into it. Like some of the story elements they added to it, <coughs> kind of just made the story better. And I think that coming from the first one, which actually originally I don't like the first one all that much. It's okay. Like I like the you know the mom's the killer and you don't know who the killer is. The second one a little bit better because it gets a little bit more gory. Um, and you see Jason in the mask. Uh, and it just the, the eventually sack. just gets a little ridiculous. It's like all the all these. Yeah. When you get the flicks. five, when you get the five, like Roy, come on, Roy, Roy. Roy. <sighs> anyway, but you know, at the end of the day, I really like this movie. You know, I wouldn't give it a ten out of ten. I probably wouldn't even give it a nine out of ten. No. I'd put it in the range of probably six and a half, seven. But seven. it's enjoyable. And if I had to pick, uh, you know, my favorite part of the movie, it would definitely be the boobs. You don't say. I don't know if you guys, I know you guys probably thought that I was going to throw a curveball to you, but, uh, you know, Willa Ford and Juliana Gill, ha ha, Juliana Gill, good lord, no, honestly, uh, from a serious standpoint, if I really had to pick a favorite part, I'd probably be Trent's, like, I thought that was pretty cool. I like the gore overall in this movie. Yeah. I, you know, the, the the practical special effects that mm -hmm. were done in this were, were great. There was some I, CGI, but yeah. it wasn't that much. It wasn't too much, yeah. I like, I like how they kind of explained him a little more. They gave a little bit of a, like... You know, his hunting, his survivalist. I, I like that aspect. More I like that they had him move a little bit quicker. I, I, I thought all in all that it was a good movie. And... Uh, as of 2017, they were supposed to do a follow-up, direct follow-up to that movie. Yeah. Uh, it was supposed to come out in October of 2017, and sometime in early 2017, they put the kibosh on it. They axed it, and it wasn't made. But well, I think they found a good story that they wanted to do. 
Yeah. Like, it's hard to do, like, especially do a follow-up to that, especially, because you got to match the gore, and then you got to go up above, go up another level. It's just yeah. hard to do to keep, and when you're to keep ta- sequels. Yeah, you're talking eight years past. I mean, it works sometimes. You know, yeah. we see Zombieland coming out ten years later, but a lot of times you want to keep it within that few-year range. Yeah. And if it was something that had exploded on the scene and done amazing all around, Maybe, but, you know, maybe we'll see it down the line. Maybe we won't, but... Well, they want to make the, a new Nightmare on Elm Street. They want to make a new one of those. They want to reboot it uh, again, again, which the, the last terrible one was terrible. Yeah, the last terrible. one didn't do that great. But, and there was one thing I wanted to actually bring up that I didn't earlier. I forgot. Uh, when I told you guys this movie was released on February 13th, four years before my birthday, or four days before my birthday, uh, February 13th, 2009, uh, it was a Friday the 13th, obviously, but there was three... Friday the 13th in 2009. I believe it was February, November, and I don't remember, March. March, March. Oh, three fr- Friday the 13th, yeah. I don't remember date, where I wrote the date, Friday the 13th. There's three of them. Yeah, November, the other one. Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. Where are my notes? There was three. My notes Promise. are kind of erratic. They say geniuses are often non-organized. No, you just can't read your handwriting. Mm. And there are... <laughs> that is true. I have terrible handwriting. Uh, and there was also... a. You know, when I was doing the research, I saw a few numbers that I was a little bit confused about. Numbers, not not not, not, con- yeah, not confused, but there was some conflicting information. Is what I mean. Um, it was the kill count throughout the entire series. Yeah. One said that it was uh, 167 people Jason killed. Another one said uh, that it was 199. But the most accurate that I could find that counted every single person and broke it down into Jason or other people killing, some of them were repeats. They didn't count dream sequences. They didn't count um, virtual reality or whatever that, I guess, yeah. was the sequence. Well, but the, yeah, that was um, from Jason X. Yep. From the, the two camp girls. Of course Two, two camp was. girls. Well, actually, one of my favorite scenes where they picked up the, the sleeping bag and just banged it against the tree. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes in the whole series. But it ended up being that there was 203 overall kills, and 151 of them were done by Jason. That seemed to be the most reliable that I could find. I think he's the, he has the most kills in all of uh, horror movie franchises. I believe it is. I would not doubt that. They actually killed 13 people in this movie. 14 total if you include Jason's mother, but at the hands of Jason, there were 13, which has been done a couple other times in the Friday the 13th. Um, it's a good kill count. Good kill count. Yep, in the franchise. So, I mean, that's it for me. Uh, my useless knowledge and research is done. Guys, let's give it up for Juliana Gill's boobs. Stupendous. If you, if you see this, actually, you know what? You're happily married. Still. Kaylee Cuoco. At some point, you're going to see this. It's someone is going to know you who sees this video. We may only have a few hundred views per video now, but there's going to be a time and there's going to be a day where we are seeing hundreds yes. of thousands of views. Kaylee Maybe Cuoco, of thousands. Thousands. if you're single at that point, let me take you out to dinner. I don't in the meantime, I'm... I'm going to get my YooHoo, which better be in the fridge or do you know how great Juliana Gill's boobs are? Yeah. The exact opposite of that is going to happen to you. Oh, my monster's empty too. Well, it's a good time there's, there's a, for some you. Where's that you? It's in there. You'll be fine. Okay. Keep looking. It's oh, not in there. Yoo-hoo. It's not in there. So he's going to keep looking. But no, no, you who in here? Open this door. Open the door. Why, I, God, what did you put in front of this? 
This is ridiculous. I don't know what you think you're doing or who you think you are, but I swear to you on everything that is holy that if my Yoo-Hoo is not in this fridge by the next time, I'm going to take my foot and shove it straight up your... He's been saying that for a year now. Anyway, make sure you like, subscribe, hit the bell so you can get notified every time we put out a new video. And as you know, this is Killer Collab. We'll see you next time.